All right, how's it going? Episode 2 of the Scully Sports Podcast. It's uh, July 5th right now, and the main main focus of this one is just going to be all NBA free agency because that's the main thing that's been going on, and I've been focusing the most on that. A little bit of the, the MLB All-Star game lineups came out, so I'll probably look into those because I only scrolled through it like once and really even pay attention when I look through it, so I'll look into that with a little more detail, and I think that's really it because... Uh, it's mostly just been NBA free agency. That's all I've been focused on on a day by day. So I'm just gonna go through everything that's happened from the the earliest thing that happened up to the most current. Just go through day by day and everything that happened in order. Uh, so the first thing, starting from June 28th, uh, the first we woke up. I think that was a Wednesday. We woke up and Phil Jackson was officially gone as uh, the Knicks team president. So a lot of I think like everyone kind of wanted that to happen, but <clears throat> I know a lot of Knicks fans were just every Knicks fan was just waiting for that to happen because of all the all the nonsense that had been going on. Why they didn't do that either before the draft or closer or or even back in the season, I don't know. But at least he's he's finally out, so hopefully the Knicks can maybe even start a different rebuild now. Work work towards getting it back, but I don't really know with that team. It's all it's all Chris stops. You got to build around Kristaps, and also June twenty eighth, later in that day, CP three decided he uh, wanted to go to the Rockets, and he let the Clippers know, and they did a sign and trade. So Chris Paul got traded to the Rockets, and the Rockets gave up a lot. They gave up Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, Sam Decker, a two thousand eighteen first round pick, Montrose Harrell, Darren Hilliard, DeAndre Liggins, and Kyle Wiltshire. So they gave up like six players, including a starter, a six-man-of-the-year candidate, a young guy in Decker, Montrose Harrell, who either started or came off the bench for them a lot of the time, and a first-round pick. And then I think the other three guys they just signed and just to use in the trade off of Chris Paul because Chris Paul and James Harden want to play together. will be an interesting fit. It'll be interesting to see how that happens. And uh, when that happened, a lot of people were saying maybe they could uh, get more free agents going. Or just get more trades, but that day was crazy. The Rockets were—I think the Rockets had like five or six trades that day because they were trading for players to be able to make in that Chris Paul trade. And two two days later, June thirtieth, the day before free agency officially opened, uh, the first thing that happened—it uh, was like late afternoon, I think, if I remember correctly—Ricky uh, Rubio was straight to the Jazz. And uh, as a Timberwolves fan, I was all for this. I was. They've been saying they were on a trade Rubio for a while. I was fine with that. I think we could have upgraded that position easily. <clears throat> and then they trade him for to the Jazz for a 2018 first round pick from the Thunder, which is lottery protected, one through fourteen. So I was like, that's really all it's Rubio's worth. And when that happened, I was like, we better be signing a point guard in free agency because I'm all for trading Rubio, but that was just for nothing. It's kind of like they were just clearing space. So I was like really hoping they were at least gonna make a run at some of those top point guards I mentioned, I think, last podcast. And then later in the day, Blake Griffin decided he wanted to stay in L.A., didn't even go through the meetings. He was just using those meetings as leverage, and after the Chris Ball trade, the Clippers just opened up their their uh, their wallets. I don't know why, just completely blanked on what I was trying to say right there. But he signed a five-year, $173 million deal to stay with the Clippers in L.A., so it's uh, Blake and DeAndre right now. And then later in that night, 
couple hours before free agency officially started, everyone was kind of just waiting. And then out of nowhere, news breaks, Paul George is traded to Oklahoma City. Out of nowhere, I didn't even know they were in the running for him. I, I think a lot of people weren't fully aware of that. And uh, all, all, all the thunder I had to give up for Paul George was Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis. So they're paying le- I'm pretty sure they're paying less for Paul George and Victor Oladipo. And, and then Sabonis. And you have Paul George and Russell Westbrook playing together now. So if, if that... I mean, that is scary for the Thunder because they're both going to be free inch next summer and they both have been rumored to want to go to the Lakers. So, like, you could easily lose both both those guys and then on top of that, Oladipo. But, I mean, if they play good enough, maybe they'll want to stay in uh, San Oklahoma City and then you just got Paul George for Oladipo and Sabonis. And that came out... It literally shocked so many people. I literally was like, is this even real right now? When uh, sources first started coming out with it, I was like... I was waiting for someone official because I was like, I don't even know if this is true. But, uh, so that was it. So that was all before your free agency opened. And then getting into July 1st, the first day of free agency. Literally right off the bat, I think it was like 12 a.m. on the dot on East Coast. Jeff Teague signs with the Timberwolves, a three-year, $57 million deal. I was really psyched for that. I was uh, very intrigued by Kyle Lowry potentially being interested or... Timberwolves being interested in him, I don't know if it was mutual or not. But I mean, for the difference of the money that it would have cost to get Lowry versus Teague, I'll gladly take Teague because it opens the door to either trade or sign more players. So uh, really happy to have Teague there. And then right after that, Patty Mills decided he's staying in San Antonio. A four-year, $50 million deal for him. Good sign by San Antonio there. Yeah, Tony Snell... Also re-signed in Milwaukee, a four-year, $44 million deal. Uh, Cristiano Felicio stayed in Chicago, four-year, $32 million deal. Sean Livingston re-signs with the Warriors, three years, $24 million. And right after he re-signed, so it's Steph Curry with a huge deal, five-year, $201 million super max deal. So uh, <laughs> Steph making a lot of money there in Golden State. And then... Another re-signing, Drew Holiday, staying in New Orleans for a five-year, $126 million. And then Langston Galloway went to the Pistons, a three-year, $21 million. And then the Celtics signed Daniel Theus for uh, a two-year contract out of, uh, I think he's from Germany. He's from somewhere. And I remember, I remember I got that, and I was like, hey, the Celtics finally did something. They uh, they got Daniel Theus. I remember, I think I was at work when that when that broke, like when, the, when it said that they signed that. And I said to everyone, because like, Around all the Celtics fans, I was like, hey, the Celtics just signed someone. They were like, who? And I was like, Daniel Thais. They were like, who? So, I mean, maybe maybe he is something or will be something. But, I mean, that was the first thing the Celtics decided to do. And the first thing they've done in a while after all these rumors is they signed him. And then later in the day, a first, uh, probably one of the bigger changing of teams besides Teague, J.J. Redick, when he... Uh, he was in, had some interest from multiple teams, but he decided to uh, trust the process, signed a one-year, twenty-three million dollar deal with the 76ers. I think I think that's I think it's pretty good for both of them because he gets to play with that, that young group of guys and really mentor them. And on the other side, the 76ers, that group of young kids gets a they get a shooter, which they needed. They still need that shooter, and that's what JJ Redick will do for them. And also that veteran plays in playoffs. He's been good teams he can really lead those guys and as they try to uh maybe even potentially make the playoffs this year 
And then right after J.J. Redick decided to go to the Philly, Amir Johnson did as well on a one-year $11 million deal. And uh, I saw that it was rumored that the Celtics could have done a sign-and-trade with the Sixers for Amir Johnson and maybe get someone like Oak for someone else. They had no interest, and they just let Amir go. And then Michael Carter-Williams on a one-year $2.7 million went to the Hornets. Jose Calderon went a veteran minimum one-year deal, $2.3 million, to the Cavs. So uh, maybe he's a point guard LeBron wanted. I don't know. And then um, Joe Ingles decided to re-sign with Utah, four-year $52 million. And when that happened, everyone was like, he's one of Gordon Hayward's best friends, same agent. It was a big signing for Utah to hopefully get Gordon Hayward to re-sign there. And then Iguodala, after I think having some meetings and then canceling some others, he decided to stay in Golden State on a three-year, $48 million. And then the last thing that happened on July 1st, P.J. Tucker decided to sign with Houston for a four-year, $32 million to go play with CP3 and James Harden. So that was the first day of free agency. And then the next day, July 2nd, Ibaka re-signed with Toronto, three-year, $65 million. And then later on, Taj Gibson decided to come, uh, come play for the T-Wolves, two-year, $28 million. So uh, the Wolves are looking good right now. Uh, Teague, Butler, Wiggins, Gibson, Cat, is uh, looking pretty good. And uh, Butler and Gibson and Thibodeau bringing back those uh, Bulls days. Uh, and, and after, and then Nene. Early on, he is, he signed that deal with with Houston, and then it got canceled because of something to do with the new CBA rules. So then, but ended up being a three-year, eleven million dollar deal instead. But he is still in Houston, and after the market closed up, Kyle Lowry uh, is staying a Raptor, three-year, hundred million dollar deal. So compared to that deal that I was talking about with Jeff Teague and the Timberwolves, both are three years. Jeff Teague was fifty-seven million, Kyle Lowry was a hundred million. So I mean, for forty-three million dollars less, I'll gladly take Teague instead of Lowry. Would have been nice, but I perfectly fine with Teague and then also like Gibson and hopefully some others and then Kyle Korver a three-year 22 million dollar deal with Cleveland Paul Millsap is going to Denver there was a uh, some rumors of him going to Milwaukee, um, Minnesota but that ended and a couple other teams I don't really remember but Atlanta lost out on him as well so like that whole Atlanta team from the year they're pretty good is just completely on different teams now three-year 90 million dollar deal for Millsap in Denver and then Gallinari was traded to the Clippers on a uh, three-way trade. I actually think this was July 4th. I think this is mixed up right now. But he went to the Clippers on a three-year, $65 million sign trade. Three-way trade with the Hawks. The Hawks get Jamal Crawford, Diamond Stone, LA's 2018 first-round pick, and Cash. Jamal Crawford does not want to be in Atlanta, though, so he's probably going to be traded or bought out. And the Nuggets get a 2019 second-round pick. Yeah, that was I think that was actually the fourth. I think I messed up on that. Whatever. But then on July 3rd, KD re-signs with Golden State for only two, uh, two year, $53 million with a, the player option. So he took a big pay cut to allow for uh, like Iggy and other players to be able to get their deals there. And then Darren Collison goes to Indiana on a two-year, $20 million deal. And then on 4th of July, uh, Zach Randolph and George Hill both went to the Kings. Randolph, two-year, $24 million. George Hill, three-year, $57 million. And then in about the middle of the day, came out sources breaking that Gordon Hayward was uh, going to sign with the Celtics. 
And then his agent backtracked and said, we haven't made a decision yet. And then Jazz said, we haven't been notified. So everyone was like, ooh, the source is wrong, or are they just trying to hide it? And then late late at night, post on the Players' Tribune, he uh, decided to go play for Boston under uh, his college coach, Brad Stevens. Four-year, $128 million deal. Really good sign there for Boston. They finally, finally got someone big there. And then the last thing at night, Patrick Patterson to uh, Oklahoma City, three-year, $16.4 million. He wants to go play with Russell Westbrook and Paul George. And uh, that's all as of right now. There might be some smaller players I missed, but I'm uh, very satisfied with uh, how that free agency went down, at least so far. Uh, I love free agency time in all sports. Um, just breaking down some of the teams. Warriors managed to keep everyone. I think they also signed... Maybe someone else because uh, Durant's taking pay cuts. It's, uh, they're trying to keep that team together and stuff getting big money. Uh, the Timberwolves obviously looking great. I'm really excited to watch them play next year. Should be fun. Hopefully they can make the playoffs with that team. 76ers looking good. They got uh, now they have Fultz, Redick, uh, Simmons. If Simmons can uh, stay healthy and actually turn out to be something, that looks good. If Embiid can stay healthy and play at least a decent number of games, that's good. Uh, uh, Dario Saric, Amir Johnson now. like 76ers are looking like a playoff team, especially in the Week East now. Raptors held on to Kyle Lowry and Ibaka. That's really good on them because with them, they can stay at the top like three to five spot in the East. Without them, they could have fell off a little bit. The Kings are making a lot of some decent moves right now. I remember in the draft, I said they were one of, my, one of the teams I really thought did very well. And now they're also getting Hill and Randolph. They're a... Uh, Slowly making some moves here. Uh, good job on the Clippers to keep Blake Griffin there, if he can stay healthy at least. And then, when it comes to the Celtics and Gordon Hayward, as of right now, with just Hayward, I mean that you're not being the Cavs still. It's just not. It's not enough, especially since like losing out on some other people. They're gonna have to clear space, get rid of some players. One of my favorite things ever is. Kelly Olynyk is probably going to be gone off that team, and I've hated him since Gonzaga. Living in Boston, I can't even like watch the Celtics play when they're on like local channels because I hate Olynyk that much. So if they let him go, hopefully I can watch some Celtics games now and not just sit there hating him. One thing I did see on Twitter, someone asked if the Wolves would have interest in Olynyk, and a reporter was like, "Yeah, I could see that," and I will literally. Hate myself, like hate everything. If Olenek ended up on Timberwolves, I would literally probably cry. But I'm gonna pretend I never saw that tweet, and hopefully it doesn't happen. But the Celtics, Isaiah, Gordon, and Horford, nice little three there. But also giving stuff up, and that's not enough to beat a healthy, playing well Cavaliers team. Maybe if someone's hurt, or if they're playing flat in a seven-game series, maybe. But I really doubt it. So it's looking like they're still not going to get to the finals with that. But as of today, it's coming out that they could, the Celtics could be looking to trade for the Grizzlies' Mark Gasol. I think that'd be really good on them. And without giving up too much, I think give some picks and give like a Crowder or something like that because you obviously have so many small forwards now. I think that'd be really good for the Celtics to do because you got get that big man because. Like I said, I always hear the, the Celtics fans around here saying they need some rebounding, they need a big man down there. Because Horford's not like a true five. 
and move him over to four of the big man. And I think Marcus Alzer would be really good for the Celtics to get. It'd be uh, Thomas, uh, Hayward, Horford, Gasol. If uh, you didn't, they I don't know if they'd have to give up Bradley because I saw they might move Bradley. But if they kept Bradley, that's a really solid starting five right there. If they had to get rid of Bradley, then maybe Brown comes into the lineup. And then if Tatum Tatum's looking good through one summer league game, and Brown is as well at the start of this year. So, I mean, if they can get Gasol for not too much, the Celtics just went from, yeah, they got Hayward, but still not going to win, to like, all right, Celtics, like, they're starting to pick it up. Maybe if LeBron, if LeBron leaves next year, they're definitely the team to beat. And uh, even now, they can make a make a run at LeBron at least and the Cavs. So that's that's really the NBA free agency as of right now. Like I said, uh, uh, pretty pleased with how it's going. Uh, some other, I think the only other names I can really I remember are like Dion Waiters. Now that the Heat didn't get Gordon Hayward, he's probably looking to leave or at least have meetings with some teams to um have like the Heat give him more money, so he could be leaving somewhere. Um, I don't remember who else there is, but. So it's looking like a good, uh, the West is obviously stacked now. It's just, it should, should be interesting this year. I mean, right now it's still looking Golden State. Cleveland's just going to run the tables. But, uh, we'll see. So as of now, uh, that's the NBA free agency news. Uh, and then, uh, I guess we'll just jump into the, uh, MLB All-Star Game rosters now because, like I said, I only really, like, like, looked into them, like, once and, like, I didn't really pay attention to it. So, uh, for the AL, first base is, uh, Justin Smoke of the Blue Jays. This is his first all-star, all-star appearance. All right. Uh, second base, Jose Altuve. He's, uh, he's pretty good, him. Shortstop, Carlos Correa, his first all-star appearance. So, second and shortstop from the Astros, starting. Third base, Jose Ramirez from the Indians, his first appearance as well. Catcher, Salvador Perez of the Royals. Outfielder Aaron Judge, obviously his first appearance rookie year. Judge having a great year for the Yankees. He's looking like something special. And then obviously Mike Trout and the Angels. And then George Springer, the Astros, his first appearance. So three Astros in the starting lineup. They're uh, they're playing well. And uh, that's a that's a solid outfield starting right there. Uh, Judge, Trout, and uh, Springer. And then designated here, Corey Dickinson of the Rays, his first all-star appearance. And then the pitchers are, uh, looks like Chris Sale's the one, and then Dallas Kutchel of Houston, Irvin Santana, Jason Vargas, Hugh Darvish. So, yeah, and then the reserves, Gary Sanchez, Yonder Alonso, Starlin Castro, uh, Francisco Lindor, Mookie Betts, uh, Nelson Cruz, just some of those names. All right, now National League starters, uh, Ryan Zimmerman of the Nationals. It's uh, his first start. His only other appearance was back in 2009, so it's been a couple of years, but he finally got that start over um, Paul Goldschmidt. That's a controversy. And then at second base, also a national, Daniel Murphy. A shortstop from the Reds, Zach Cozart, his first appearance in the All-Star game. Third base, Nolan Arenado. He's having a great season. Uh, catcher, Buster Posey. He gets literally going to start like every All-Star game ever, probably. And then the outfield, Bryce Harper. Charlie Blackman and Marcelo Zuno. That's another great outfield. That both the outfields are really good right now. And then the pitchers, obviously Clayton Kershaw, looking like the one. And then also Max Scherzer, Robbie Ray, Zach Greinke, 
Strasburg, and then some of the NL reserves are uh, Yadier Molina, Paul Goldschmidt, Joey Votto, uh, Corey Seager, Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, and uh, only one Cub right now, Wade Davis, which is depressing. But I think I think Chris Bryant may be able to get in. I saw some of this, like vote for like him and someone from the Red Sox. I don't really know. I don't, I haven't been paying too close attention to baseball this year. Just haven't gone into it yet. But now that free agency and the basketball is over, I'll probably look more into baseball now. And, uh, yeah, I think that's really it for this week. It was really just mainly the free agency. Uh, what was the golf term this week? Quicken Loans. I only watched, like, the first day of that. Let's let's look at this uh, final scoreboard. Looks like Kyle Stanley beat Charles Howell the third in the playoff. Ricky Fowler tied for third. Keegan Bradley tied for fifth. That's really all the top names there. Ricky Ricky keeps saying at the top of leaderboards, hopefully he'll pull through and win something soon. And then the only other thing I remember lately was the uh um the fight that was uh the Manny Pacquiao and then uh uh versus Horn fight. It was a uh, live on uh, free ESPN, a uh, free fight, and uh, I never really gotten too much into boxing. But I mean, I was doing nothing; it was a free on ESPN, so I was like, I'll watch it. And uh, from what I saw on Twitter, it was I mean, and watching it, it was a really good fight. And then it seemed like even the people who want like thought Horn did well were like, yeah, he's not gonna win, but he did. He played very well. He's gonna get his name out there, and then they. <laughs> They gave it to Horn unanimously, and I was like, I don't even watch boxing. I know this was wrong. And the number of punches, the difference of punches, it was a lot of a uh, a lot of uh, stuff came out on Twitter about thinking that was not a very good decision on the judges' part. But hometown got the win in Australia, and uh, that's really it for this week. I was just so focused on NBA. I don't even know what else happened. Something else crazy could happen. I don't even know. But that's really it. Uh, quick recap of free agency. Uh, really excited to watch the Timberwolves play next year. Uh, I hope for everyone around 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 here, Celtics fans' sake. Uh, I hope they can get Gasol. Hopefully, not give up too much for him because I think that'd be a very good team to watch. And uh, hopefully, I can go to last year I went to the Timberwolves Boston game with my friend. Hopefully, we can do that again, especially since Hayward's there and the new updated Timberwolves team. Very excited for that. I'm excited to see. The Battle of the West for the playoffs. Um, I'm excited to see how good Boston can be and uh, if the 76ers can make the playoffs because that's really all to look for in the East. So, yeah, I'm excited to see, yeah, next NBA season, who makes in the playoffs in the West, who battles out for those, like, five through eight seeds. And then hopefully there'll probably be some good playoff matches, not including the Warriors in the West, until everyone faces the Warriors and I was thinking, like, the West is so stacked now. Like, they, I, I still think the Warriors beat everyone. The only hope is that, like, now that the teams are good, hopefully they can, like, maybe tire them out just enough to maybe start taking some games off of them and tire them out for the finals. But I don't know. As of now, it looks like it's just going to be Warriors-Cavs. But, I mean, one of the best times in basketball was the Lakers-Celtics rivalry, Bird and Johnson. So, it's whatever. LeBron, KD, Steph... Look like we'll probably see them again unless some other stuff happens or injuries. But that's really it for this episode, too.
Thank you for listening. See you next time. We'll talk to you next time. This is a podcast.